0: Jesus, I love
1: No, <laughs> I missed him last week, and it's good how Sister Louise back with us this morning. It's just just good to be in the house. Of Lord Chris and Pam are, they're out of town. They're going. They went to uh, Gainesville, Georgia. Mark is, Chris's brother is celebrating. I think they're having. A, he's been there 25 years at the Gainesville's First Baptist Church, and they're having a having a celebration for him today. There's a big event and. Uh, uh, Vanessa might can tell you a little more about it, but Chris and Pam it, uh, went there for that, and Mark wanted to be there, so uh, we're gonna definitely we miss him, miss Thank him today, him, yes. him too, but, but yeah, pray for them for safe travels and everything. Pray for Mark, but uh, anyone you'll lift up in prayer this morning? I my miss Jeanette, She's visited a couple of times. Um, she's.
0: It's just the Lord nature that covers the issues. So, yeah, and she's got some decisions she's going
1: to face. I'm just pray for the Lord God in her life. Amen. What do you mean? It. Lock heart. It's in lock heart. And you're saying that, Mike. We all have folks in our lives that we need to lift up in prayer for that same, same reason. By you know, the way, my little nick's texting
2: this morning. He said, I'll out of it.
1: Thank you, sister, for sharing
3: that. And I'd like to ask the church remember Michael's sister. uh, They're home, and Michael's with her
0: this morning. A little swap is coming tonight, but we can't leave it by ourselves. So remember, her Her name's
1: Deborah. Remember Deborah.
0: We went to see Miss Bonnie last
2: week, and she was laughing before we left. (laughs) Amen. I put something on Facebook, but she hates for her picture. Yeah. (laughs) uh, picture at all. But I told her, you know, where Elizabeth had come to see her and and, and Zeke was seeing her and, and she was just oh, she was her face
3: was just real bright. And I said, You got this many comments and people were, you know, from way back. Like Miss Jeansley's daughter had sent a message and she was laughing before we left. I'll pray for her.
2: It's hard to be in the nursing home with a C to for two. And it's
4: just hard. You know, y'all, y'all pray for them. Yes. But miss Bobby always says, Tell church I'm praying for her. Amen. You
2: can believe she is. I'm sure no, she is. I'm she, she always asks about you. I'm sure she is. I remember Patsy Vickery that's there. Now she's special
0: to us. She used <clears> to <throat> play the piano fresh when we sung
2: as a group.
1: I love her. I uh, am yeah, Patsy Vickery. She's a. Uh, and, of course, all the folks in the nursing home. And we're looking forward. Hope we can work it out and go there and sing uh, this, this month. We missed it last month, so we need to get together and do that. And, uh, you know, just to, just to go there and do that, I know it lifts a lot of spirit. Sure. It lifts my spirit. I'm telling you just to do that. So it's a great joy to do that, and I know they enjoy that. So uh, pray for the ones at the nursing home. Uh, any, anyone else?
3: Well, Wayne let's pray for the, those that come in and out we've got seems like we're having several visitors especially during worship service uh, in and out different ones and and uh, let's let's pray for all of them that uh, there, there, there's some that seems like there's, there's something that they desire and uh, yeah. I'm not a discerner of what folks need but um, you can just tell by the countenance there's something that's something they're looking for and I hope it's Jesus Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. We have, you know, That's something that uh, we all need all really to pray for right there for sure every day. Lift those
5: up. Brother Wayne, let's all make a uh, a conscious effort to uh, invite some of our members that don't, don't come to Sunday school and kind of share with them what they're missing. Yes. And uh, see if we can encourage them in some way because there's so much in Sunday school. There's so much sound documents sure. yes. that uh, you won't find that on the radio. You won't find that in a lot of places. Uh, but there's there a lot they just it would just be good for them to be at Sunday yes, school. Can I
6: speak to that as a testimony just for a minute? If you notice I just want to speak from a heart about it. Just for a I want to share a lesson that God taught me, it was so valuable this past couple of weeks. And i shared some of it, Brother Bobby knows, but Steve knows I'm to share it to the church. Mm-hmm. Several months, you know, no excuses, super busy, but have not been coming to Sunday school. Mm-hmm. A couple weeks ago, I was driving to work, and there's a lady on the bridge, <coughs> standing on the bridge, and I thought she was going to jump for a second. She was obviously High on something. I passed by, I thought, should I call 911? What should I do? And I thought, well, she doesn't look like she's going to jump, but she, she looks like she's high. I'll go on to work. But as I went to work, I said to her, Lord, I don't know this lady. I don't know who she is, but you just help. Me. So I went to work that day. My very first customer of the day, I was telling her the story. I I, I was on 26, there was a lady on the bridge. She was, I don't know what was going on, but she needed help. And the lady said, Oh, that's this particular person's name. Name her by name. And I'm like, Wow, that's unusual. My very first customer knew this person, knew their name, told me their story. The next time you see them, tell them, Get off the bridge, you're going to get run over. Well, just a couple days later, Sunday morning. Black's gone in Vietnam. Super busy. i very tired, to be honest with you. I'm sitting there debating about ah, just going just to make it to church today. And the good Lord spoke to me so plainly, he said, Mom, I wouldn't put you in that church if I didn't have a job for you to do. Amen. God bless, bless you. And I thought, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to repent. I'm going to go to Sunday school. I had no plans of not been coming for weeks to Sunday school. God told me, go. I walk in the door. Who's sitting in the second pew over there? But that lady. I knew her name. Knew her situation. Knew what she was. Had a feeling in my heart she was going to get up and go before we finished Sunday school. And that's exactly what happened. I made a point. People that were here, I knew I had to tell her, God's got yeah. a high on you. He's heard your prayer. God You've blessed. come for help. Come get it while you can, while it's available, while you're in the church. Amen. If I had not been to Sunday school that morning, I would have missed that way. Mm-hmm. I would have been here. I would have been happy. I would have enjoyed the service. But I would have missed what I was supposed to do. Sure. Because mm-hmm. what happened was, when I said the simple prayer... God Help this woman, God said back to me, You, you go help this woman. God bless you, Lord. Yeah. yeah, that's how, yeah, it, right? That's what we do. That's what we do every day. What we're supposed to do. So, my point about, about Sunday school, don't miss it, Amen. don't miss it because there's a lesson from the beginning, there's a lesson in the middle, and there's a lesson in the end. Sure, God yeah. just weaves it all together. And if you ever come for several Sunday schools and Sunday night service, you'll see that God. He weaves the message through the whole thing yes. mm-hmm. uh, and that's the wonderful beauty of coming so I just wanted to share it with you, thank I you, right
3: you brother Bob you just reiterated it for me and I just want to honor it right? bless yes. you brother Bob bless your
1: Paul. yeah you miss a lot if you're not not in Sunday school you miss a whole bunch and, and you know saying that same situation there. Vanessa and I was up here the Saturday before she came to church and, and of course we don't really know her neither but she come and asked ask us what time the church started. What time the church started. And we told her, and she came. But, you know, we need to pray for her. We need to pray for her. She needs the Lord.
6: Yeah, but we, we yeah. don't know how many times God's going to tug on somebody and give them a chance. That's right. right. We don't know if that was her last chance. We right. don't know. Exactly. We know not.
1: And, uh, you know, there's so many in the same shape that she's in. And they all need—they all need the Lord. They all need the Lord. And uh, we have so many things to pray for. And this week's going—we need to pray for our election. Yes. Uh, we need to pray for our officials. We need to lift those up. The ones who—you uh, know—we have uh, so much ahead of us, you know, politically. And uh, so we need, definitely need to pray for that. And pray for God's will to be done here now. Anyone else? Well, let's, uh, let's go into Lord in prayer. And I, I love calling on Brother Bobby to pray. Brother Bobby, we need to sing.
5: Heavenly Father we bow this morning again. Thanks, God, Lord. thank you for your goodness and your blessings in our life. God, thank you, Heavenly Father. Lord, for our God, for healing us when we're sick, God. For being with us, Heavenly Father, and not allowing us to be lonely, God. Heavenly Father, we thank You, God, for yes. being a friend. When, oh, Heavenly Father, we think we don't deserve one, God. Yes. We thank You, God. Heavenly Father, for the privilege and the honor, God, to sit among Your people, God. Heavenly Father, and to call upon You, God, when we have a need, dear Lord. Heavenly Father, but most of all, God, that we can lift up Your name, dear Lord. Him worship and praise, God. Oh, we thank You, God, that You are a sovereign God, that no one can twist Your arm, dear God and make you do anything dear god but you do what you do god out of pure love for us god we thank you god we know heavenly father you are our creator dear god God. and we thank you god that you created us heavenly father in your image dear god and we pray dear god that every day the purpose of our life dear lord is to become the image of your darling son dear god for a lost and dying world how we pray today god whatever goes on Heavenly Father, we pray for our pastor this morning. We pray for the Sunday school teacher this morning, dear God. Heavenly Lord, Father, thank You, God, for the sound doctrine that's taught uh, behind this book board, dear God. We thank You, God, for the men who study and pray, God. We thank You, dear God, for our pastor, God, as he minds You today. Lord, would You bless him, God, if it falls his lot to preach today, God. And let every one of us, dear God, repent of anything, God. Heal us of all sin, sickness, disease and affliction, dear God, that we would be obedient to You, dear Lord, and that we'd follow Your will in our lives, dear God. God, we thank You. We praise You. We lift You up, dear God. And we thank You in that wonderful name, dear God. In the name of your darling son, God, we thank you, God, that we are called your sons and your daughters and your children, dear God. And we
1: give thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Let's do this right here before you come up, Brother Roger. Look at page 341. <clears throat> 341. Yeah. Brother Bobby was praying this, this hymn that's standing in my mind. What a friend we have in Jesus. Yes. Amen. <laughs> No one can comfort you like each one. No one can comfort you. God bless you. Amen. Well, Brother Roger, we'll have our Sunday suit classes now.
6: Bless you, God.
4: Certainly good to see everybody here today, and y'all almost heard me shout a minute ago because uh, Brother Wayne said that our, we can start now. Our Sunday school teachers here for some. I thought Brother Michael had just walked in, and I wasn't gonna have to do this, y'all. <laughs> uh, it, it's uh, it's good to be here when uh, when Brother Michael calls me and asks if I can uh, do this. I I don't tell him I'll teach. I said Michael, I'll stand there and do what I can. Uh, but y'all help me and we will uh, we'll, we'll get get through this before we get to the lesson though I, there was something that just came I was just uh, just reading and, and going from place to place and in Psalms I found a few verses I wanted to read and uh, I believe it will go along with what's been said this morning Brother Mark I appreciate your, uh, your uh, testimony there and, and what you said um, it all, it, it just weaves together like you said and, uh, and we know that that braided rope is stronger than a single strand rope so let's keep let's keep braiding these things uh, Psalm 91 said uh, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty I will say of the Lord he is my refuge and my fortress my God in him will I trust surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence he shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt th- uh, thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler. And and I just thought about the, I don't know if y'all know it or not. I spend a, a good bit of time up at Gunnersville uh, at the eagle's nest in this, in the winter time when you know it's kind of weird the eagles nest in in uh, November, December, and Usually by Christmas, the, the couple of eagles that I watch have a, an eaglet already hatched. And by now, it's almost ready to fly. But watching them through that process of building the nest, they'll bring, you'll see an eagle flying with a stick limb you did not think he could get in the air with, but they'll, they redo that same nest every year. And, and then you can tell when there's eggs in there because there's always an eagle on the nest at that time. They're always on it. They're protecting those things. And when the, when the chicks are very little, there's always one at the nest to keep uh, crows or something from coming by and, and getting it, or uh, another hawk or something to get it. You can tell by their nature that they protect it. And, and when it rains, they'll cover the nest with their wings. And, and i thought about that, that we're kind of as helpless chicks Without God's protection, aren't we? Uh, I'm not. I'm not anything. Uh, there's not anything about me strong enough that I can go out into the world by myself and win. And if I go out there without the help of God, I'm just a little chick in that nest on top of the tree with the crows circling. Uh, something's going to get me. And uh, you know, but with His uh, with His uh, uh, cover overs, His His wings, and it's set in the shadow. Um, we all know in the South that the shadow is protection, isn't it? It is not it And if you go outside, cut your grass in July, first thing you want to do is get you a glass of water and go sit in the shade in the shadow of a tree. So uh, in God's shadow, there's protection, and and He can help us there. But um, the lesson today, um, we'll go back to, I think it's Romans 13. That's where we're at. Let's see if I can find it here. Romans 13, and and Brother Chris did a wonderful job last Sunday uh, with the first part of this chapter. Uh, I think we're starting in verse 8. I think, let's see. Yeah, verse 8 this week. Uh, Brother Chris did a wonderful job last week telling us um, about our relationship as Christians with the government. That we're uh, we're to earnestly support and, and pray for those people, um, and, and uh, you know we we are subject to them. Uh, they they rule over us, and and um, and and all of these things are true. Uh, and, you know we're we're to support and we're to 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 uh, do what we can to help until they reach a point where they're in. Uh, uh, opposition to God, and then it's our duty to stand uh, in a different stand. But um, today uh, we kind of transition from from going um, uh, in our relationship with the with the government and the officials, uh, and and sometimes we think about the government as just Washington D.C. But we have we have government at all levels. Uh, you know, Elaine, and I live in the little little town of Blountsville. So we go Washington D.C., then we go Montgomery, then we go Aniana for for the county government. Then we go to Bluntsville. We got local government in Bluntsville. and it's important that we have the right people in these places. And and even if sometimes we feel a little helpless um, uh, with maybe a national scene or something, there's things we can do locally, and and um, and, and that's uh, that's required too. So uh, as we as we this, uh, uh, let's just keep in mind that we're, as Christians, we have a a large, um, what am I trying to say, Um, we have an obligation to feel, we have a duty to feel in the life that we walk and uh, the the places we go, uh, and people notice us, and so it's very important as, as Christians that we do the right thing and that we're seen in a life that would be pleasing to god and that would be maybe eye-opening to the world that, that they might see something uh, through the life we live um, through the guidance of the church and, and, and the spirit that uh, they might want to become part of that and we just never know who's watching uh, we never know who is seeing our actions so uh, it's, it's important that we are mindful of what we do not only here. I mean, it's it's pretty easy to be uh, uh, kind and friendly and, and hug people's necks here. And, but it's just important. It's just as important to do that when you're down at City Hall paying your water bill, and when you're at Walmart in the checkout line, or where you're at Publix, or you know wherever you're at. It's just important. It's just as important that we maintain um, the character that God would be pleased with, and that people could see Him not see me but see him through the actions that i do so uh it and and y'all please jump in and help because if you don't we we may be ringing this bell pretty quick this morning um in in uh, verse eight um, it says oh no man anything but to love one another for he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law and uh you know that's uh, I, I think about that and uh, oh, man, uh oh, no man anything but to love one another for he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law um and, and he's going to go into some of the ten commandments here i'm just going to go ahead and read the ninth verse two so. absolutely
5: i remember for many years as a young Christian, I wondered if he was talking about borrowing money there or something, or borrowing your neighbor. He's not. Basically, what he's saying is, all you owe anybody is to love them. Mm-hmm. And if you really love somebody, you're gonna you're gonna do whatever you need to do for them. If you love them, you will. You'll want to. And that's the secret. You got to ask yourself: Do I say I
2: love somebody,
5: or do I really love? Mm-hmm. All you owe
4: is to rip it up. Right. That's basically what he said. And I was going to get
2: into that. And, and, I'm, sorry,
4: no, I'm sorry. No, no, no. You, no, sir. You go right here. Uh, the, it goes into, in the ninth verses, uh, for this, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. And he said, and if there be another commandment, and we all know that Jesus gave this other commandment, he said, and, um, and if there be another commandment, it is briefly comprehended in the saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And uh, I, I printed me out a little copy of the Ten Commandments here. And the the, the, the commandments are the, that he mentioned here in verse 9 are, um, all deal with our relationship with people. And I got thinking about it. Um, you know, Jesus gave the commandment to love your neighbor as yourself. Um, that the greatest commandment was to, was to love God with your, all your heart. But the next commandment was to love your fellow man. And I have thought for years, if we could do that wholly, If we could do that perfectly, there would uh, be—excuse me—there would be no need for those other ten commandments, would there? That's right. Because if Brother Steve, if I love you, I'm not going to steal from you. I'm not going to wish I had your house or your truck. Uh, I'm not going to—I'm not going to—certainly not going to come over to your house in the dark of the night and kill you. I wouldn't do that to anybody I love, and 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 when we get into these and we think about them in the wholeness of what they say, um, you know, in in this,
2: Brother, Brother, yeah. And this is this is kind of weird and you know, Mark was talking about how this is kind of leaved, but I read the the Open Windows devotion every night before I go to sleep, and this is exactly what it was talking about in. What the person said in, in this literally said, You can serve without love, but you can't love without serving. And it t- I was not going, you know, ten o'clock last night. You know, but it makes total sense. If you love somebody uh, yes, you sir, can't Lord. help them want to serve. So right. it all just that all came from it. even last night
4: it was together. Yeah, it's uh it it's uh um A complicated world we live in. We can simplify it by listening to what God tells us to do. Uh, It it becomes not so complicated if we realize that um, if our actions um, that God asks us to do, if we do those, they're going to take the complicated part of it out. It it is. It's. It's not going to. It's not going to be that hard. Let's see, I wrote down Matthew 22, verse 39 here. Let me let me see if I can find that right quick. I wanted to read that. Um, yeah, okay, I'm gonna read a little bit here in Matthew uh, 22nd chapter, uh, starting at 33, 33rd verse, and, and, and Jesus had been speaking, and he says, when the multitude heard this, they were astonished at his doctrine. But when the Pharisees had heard that he had put the Sadducees to silence, they were gathered together. One of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him, saying, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? They were always trying to get him crossed up. I don't know why they kept doing it, because they were always failing. Um, And Jesus said unto them, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. So he could have stopped there, couldn't he? They asked him what was the great commandment, and he could have stopped there. And he says, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Of these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Those two, in the Ten Commandments, um, i printed this little thing out, just kind of a little short version of each one uh verse one i mean uh commandment one two three and four deal with our relationship with god <clears throat> six through ten honor thy father and thy mother thou shalt not kill uh, thou shalt not commit adultery thou shalt not steal thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. All of those deal directly with everyone we we come in contact with, um, be it family, be it work, co-workers, uh, strangers on the street, ladies on a bridge. Deals with that, all of them. So you know this is uh, uh, this is just something that that that. When I read this, it just almost said, wake up. Wake up. Brother
5: Roger, I'm reminded of, a, of a, another thing, a scripture in the Bible that makes your point and shows an example. You remember the rich young ruler that came to Jesus yeah. and said, what do I do? And he said, go and give away all that you have and come and follow me. And, but he was very wealthy and he went away sorrowful because he didn't want to part. He told Jesus that he had kept the commandments from his youth up. But in his evidence, he couldn't part with his riches and and give it to the poor. In essence, he had not kept that very first one. Mm -hmm. How could he have kept them all? Because if he had kept that very first one, it would have been easy for him to do that. And so that's an example to us that we Mm -hmm. might think we're doing right. But in our heart, are we really, are we ready to give it up to the things of this world for the things to come?
4: And somebody made the statement a while back, "You can't outgive God." That's right. The, the more that we do, the more He'll give us to do. And um, you know, it's just um, it's sometimes it overwhelms <laughs> me as a human thinking that. I've always been that person who tried to figure everything out before I did anything. My mom told me that I had walked till I was about 14 months old. She said, you could do it. You would stand at the screen door and hold on to it and watch the kids outside and you would stand there and walk back and forth, but as soon as I'd take your hands off the door, you would sit down. She said, you weren't going to do anything until you, you had it figured out You you could do it. And I've always kind of been that way. I've always tried to figure everything out. And um, some of this stuff when i try to figure it out it's like roger that's beyond you mm-hmm. you you will not figure this one out you're just gonna have to take it by faith and stand up and start walking yes. Yes. and yes. Um, another thing about walking my dad uh, who was soon uh we lost him six years ago i guess and uh he would tell me as a as a as a boy walking. He you know sometimes you get shuffling around. And he'd say, "Boy, walk like you're going somewhere. Walk with a purpose." And as Christians, we need to walk like we're going somewhere. Amen. We need to walk with a purpose. And uh, you know, as a kid, I never thought I'd remember that kind of stuff that my dad said. But uh, we've all got those people in our life that 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 told us little jewels that stuck, sure. and, and, and you know, he wanted me to walk like, walk like a little man, I guess, you know, not, not drag, and it bothers me to this day to see people in the grocery store dragging their feet around, just, you know, perfectly healthy people that just, I call it, just mope around and, and don't act like they've got green beans to go get. Or loaf bread or something, you know. Go get it and 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 do it in a manner that looks like you're you mean it. So, anyways, we walk as Christians. It's, it's important that that we do these things in a way that um, that be pleasing to God and that man could see something in us that's just a little bit different than what he sees in everybody else.
2: Right, President here I started teaching school in the late 80s and I've been around a lot of teenagers through the years and it, it was so sad to me to see that the further I went uh, you know when, you, when it says love thy neighbors thyself they didn't love themselves you know they yeah. it's no wonder the suicide rate is so high among teenagers they don't see any any love around them that's where we come in You know, if they can't see love from the church, they're not going to see love from the world around them. And if we can't give them some glimpse of of godly love, no wonder they don't love their neighbor and they steal and they do drugs and all that kind of stuff. A lot of them have never seen love, but God is the ultimate love. If we can just show them a little glimpse of that in our life, what a difference it would make in their life. Yeah.
4: It's a sad fact that so many people now, um, their whole world is, is in their hand, in their, their phone or their little tablet or whatever. Um, spend more hours a day doing that than they do anything else.
6: Yeah, can I speak to that just for a second? You said that, that brought something to mind that I just read. They just did a really big study about um, parents and people texting their children. And they were doing studies about what went on in their brain when they received a text versus talking to their, their mother. And in talking to their mother on the phone, um, their cortisol levels, or stress levels went down uh, across the board. Their serotonin levels, which is, they'll the feel good, went way up. But in the text messaging, texting only from mom actually did the opposite. It actually raised their cortisol levels and the serotonin levels went down. The point of that is, the same thing for us as Christians. It's about, for, for me personally, it's about it's about not just saying we do it, but it's about doing it. It's about getting out and talking people. Sure. Where it to people. That's it gives people I think that's why in the Word it says, you know, hearing comes back from the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And if your faith comes from that, and if your faith comes from that, we get convicted. So, to me, that's, for us, for me personally, that what you just said makes perfect sense. It's about us going out and speaking to mm-hmm. people, and our family, and our kids, and, and not relying on the phone or text or technology to converse. Yeah.
4: <coughs> um, anyone else?
5: Brother Roger, uh, uh, to that, I, I work with a company that that seeks out and finds the, the smartest young men and women straight out of college, and uh, I get the privilege to work with them sometimes. And I was on a big project, and I had a couple, well, a couple of young engineers, and I had some co-ops, some that were still in college working with us. And they, had, one of them, had started a group. Uh, it was called the. Uh, the young black engineers or something like that uh, group. And uh, I couldn't be in it because I wasn't young and I wasn't black. And I told him that wasn't fair. But anyway, <laughs> uh, they would—they had people that were texting them back and forth. Each one of these people in that group had to do an event, which means do everything. That, you know, that was part of their uh, task. They had to do it. And it was for their growth, is what it was. And the partner of mine, the young man that was working with me, um, he was voted uh, by the businessman of Birmingham uh, Young Engineer of the Year uh, because of this. But, but the point is, he and the other engineer, they were kind of friends, and, and, and I loved them both, uh, very fine men. But they would sit back and they do you Read this text. What do you think they meant by that? And after about a half a day of hearing that and all, I finally just, being a little bit vexed, I said, well, call them on the phone and ask them. I
0: mean,
5: because you're not really going to know how anybody That's feels till right. you communicate. Right. And how would it, how would we feel if all we got from God was just a text? If if we could read this and not feel His Spirit with it, what, what? it wouldn't be the same, would it? Right. It would be
4: sad, wouldn't it? and i appreciate mark for what he said it goes in everything we do and, and elaine will tell you this uh, i can't sing a note but zeke thinks i can but um, <laughs> i am some really boring one because i sing to him he goes to sleep sometimes but i'll tell elaine sometimes and says you know that person can sing it sounds to me like they've sung or they've played every note perfectly but it just was kind of hollow sounding. It, even though it was perfect, it mm-hmm. just... And I said, but when somebody has the spirit, that they're singing with a spirit, they're singing with a joy, it just sounds so much better. And we hear that in voices, Brother Bobby. We hear that when we talk to people. We will, we will hear either joy or disappointment or sadness or encouragement in the way they say their words. You know, you could write the same 15 words down and read it, and the way you would comprehend it is the, the, the uh, mood you're in at the particular time you read it. But if somebody says it to you in an encouraging or a joyful way, it could probably increase your chances of having a joyful time. And and I think that, uh, that goes with everything we do. Uh, every communication we have, uh, as Christians we ought to be encouraging and joyful and hopeful because if I go out there and I'm going like uh, I can't I can't come Saturday night or I can't come Sunday night because we got revival what does that sound like
3: that sounds like I'd rather be with
4: y'all than at my revival absolutely it sounds that way but if I say won't be able to be there because we're having church, but if y'all would like to come, you know, we'd love to have you. We could do the we could do cookout next Friday or something. Uh, it, it makes a difference how we communicate. So uh, you know, and and I am getting stuck here, but uh, verse ten, it says, Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore love is fulfilling of the law, is the fulfilling of the law. And if we do things in love, there's not going to be repercussions from it. There's not anything indefensible that they can come back at us on. So we just have to. We just have to know. <laughs> Thank you, Marilyn. We just have to know that um, Elaine, you were right. i'm always worried when i get up here about 10 minutes in i'm done you know and uh, i guess i just don't have enough confidence in myself but uh i don't and and then i always realize you folks are going to help me too so anyway let's just remember as as christians that our presentation of whatever god gives us to do if it's to sing if it's to teach if it's to testify if it's just to wave at somebody going down the road, you know, that you see, and like, hey, hey you doing? you know, that you recognize. That may lift their day. That may actually lift their day. Uh, I, working at Walmart, after I retired, I started working there just to have some going out to eat money and stuff. And sometimes somebody will ask me something at work, you know, where is such and such? And I, I could say, well, it's over in... Um, Fabrics and Crafts, and it's on aisle M25. They don't know where that's at. They don't know where that's at. And i say, it's over Fabrics and Crafts. I'm going show you. And, and boy, th- th- sometimes they'll say, that just made my day that you helped me because I never would have figured this out. I could have walked all over this 10-acre store and not found this, and you carried me right to the aisle. And I said, well, that's what I'm paid to do.
3: Brother Roger, I don't know how many times I've been at the UAB hospital. And uh, and just be lost as a hank, yeah. you know, not trying to find a room, and I'm, I'm not even in the right building. And a sweet nurse, Linda, can vouch for this. How many times a sweet nurse came and could tell that I was just an old country boy, and, and uh, said, uh, "I'm not going to tell you where it's at. I'm going to take you." Over there. Yeah. What a blessing. Yeah. What
4: saved me a bunch of time. She didn't have to do that. Well, I've had people say, that just made my day that somebody was willing to help me. And, well, that made my day that somebody recognized yeah. that somebody was willing to help them. So, you know, that's, that's just, uh, it, it's the way we go about our relationship with people really, really means a lot in how they see us and what they perceive us to be. And, uh, and I would not want anybody to be like me I wanted to be better than I am. But if if God's light can shine just a little bit through me that somebody can see it, then then I feel blessed that He has uh, He has done that through something I might do. Then you you
5: kept the first commandment and you fulfilled the law. Amen.
4: And love is the fulfillment of that. Mm-hmm. All of that. Anyone else got anything?
3: You did a
0: great job.